What's our seat number? Bonus. Good morning. Hello. Good mood today, Johnny. Fantastic. Good. I wanted to talk to you about something today because uh, I watched A Time to Kill. Oh, you did watch A Time to Kill? Ah, we were talking about that yesterday. Mm-hmm. I watched it while I was in pieces, like while I was putting kids to sleep, uh, later on on my walk with Doggy, and then just, you know, doing dishes and also just in pieces but i watched it on my phone as 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 you should not really do although if you, you ask you christopher nolan he says that you can watch movies on your phone really that someone asked him is the movie theater the only place that you can watch movies meaning you can't watch it on like an ipad or something and he's like no <laughs> he doesn't give very long answers he's, no you know, well if he said no then maybe maybe you know a 75 inch screen at home is uh, is what he's referring to is that how you're going to convince me to let you get a 75 inch screen and say christopher nolan said it by so saying no i just said 75 inch screen but like i'm i'm really talking about a 65 inch screen so you know it's kind of like upselling or so you're saying you're saying Mich, Chris Nolan says 75 inches, but I am going to be the bigger man here. You've seen, you've seen my nook over there. 75 inches is going to overwhelm the thing. Yeah. It's way too much. Yeah. Uh, Interesting that you call it a nook. Well, it's kind of a nook. It's a bit of a nook. It's not a, a cranny? No, not no. a cranny. Mm, not just a, a nook. No. Um, but, the, uh, but I think a 65-inch screen would be, would, be, uh, would be big, but uh, it's a sweet spot. So I watched The Time to Kill. Yes, you watched The Time to Kill. Why, why, why is this significant that you haven't seen The Time to Kill? Um, it's significant because, uh, I, well, we were quoting the Dave Chappelle, um, right. Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> right. thing. It's coming back Ed, to me Ed, now. <laughs> Eddie, and in that thing, he's yelling and he says, ain't you ever seen my movies? How's it taste, motherfucker? Oh! Can you stop yelling at me, please? No, I can't stop yelling because that's how I talk. You ain't never seen my movies? Juice, that was a good one. Deep Blue Sea, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. Frank Bitch, Jurassic Park, Samuel Jackson. It's my beer. Yes, they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. I rewatched that right after we quoted it, and then I went, you know, I've never seen that. Like, I know it's from A Time to Kill, but I've never seen that. Mm-hmm. So, bitch, mm-hmm. bitch. Well, what do you think should happen to them? What would be a fair sentence? Objection, do you think they honor. deserve to die, Mr. Hilly? Answer the question. Carly, Carly they don't they answer deserve that to question. die. Yes, don't. they deserve to die, and I hope they burn in hell. First of all, really hard watch. Um, yeah, but like, great movie. More so after you have kids. And Donald Sutherland was in it. Yes, yes, he was. Um, but they don't share any screen time. No. I was under the impression that they hadn't been in a movie together. I think they... I don't know. That's a Google. That's a Google. That's a Google Google. Anyway, so I'm watching this movie and then I decided to, you know, look up Kiefer Sutherland a bit. And, you know, he's he, he was talking about, you know, how when he worked on A Time to Kill, um, people were saying to him, you know, aren't you worried that, you know, people are going to perceive you in a certain way? And he's like, really? You don't, you don't think they're going to understand what I was going for? Because for context, if you haven't seen the movie... He's playing a member of the KKK. And he was also playing like some pretty. He was playing bad villains mostly, fellas, yeah. Like up until that point. I mean, if you look at Stand By Me. Stand By Me and The Lost Boys. That was his Boys. first role, I think, yeah. right? Stand By Me and The Lost Boys as well. And Magus Michael. 
How are those maggots? <laughs> maggots, Michael. You're eating maggots, how do they taste? He said that he's noticed about America that when they are watching... And I think it's a it's a rash generalization, but you know, like uh, it's it's not untrue that you often see sort of comments about, oh, how could he play a role like that? And it's like he's playing a role. He is a part yeah. of a story. He is not. He does not identify with that character. He is not that character in any way. I get annoyed whenever I see like um, uh, in Hunters, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's like this neo-Nazi guy. Um, and he's played by a British actor. I've forgotten his name now. Um, but he's like really psycho. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in the interviews, one of the interviewers says to him, like, uh, you know, do, do you identify with this character in any way? And he's like, I mean, you have to have a certain amount of empathy to play any character, even one as messed up as this one. But I would fucking hope not. Right. right? And. And I'm like, what a stupid question. Like, and, and I think also... But, but like, this the is the thing that people, I think nowadays more than ever, people are really blurring the lines to the point where they don't understand what an actor's job is. Yeah. And, and because of, I was thinking about it, because of like social media and how much we're like, you know, exposed to actors in their... It's not even their, their private manufactured lives. private lives because it's not really their private lives. They're still doing it for a show. Yeah. Um... So we think that we know who they are and that we have a right to who they are and what they say and, you know, right. all that sort of thing. Um, and I was, like, thinking about typecasting and I was thinking about it also because, you know, Kiefer Sutherland was with, uh, in 24, he was with... Take my car. Black That's Jack, what I Jack, Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Bauer. Jack Ryan. Yes. Jack Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Liam Neeson. Take my car. <laughs> Antonio Banderas. Take yeah, my car. Reeves, take my car. <laughs> take my car. What I bought it for. So I'm just saying, like, you know, he's also like, I don't think I've ever seen him in a role where he's playing a good guy. <laughs> it's like Kiefer Sutherland broke out of that with 24, and he has played, like, you know, um, you know, good guys or or not bad guys, like more anti-heroes, whatever, or things that are thrust upon them. It, yeah. um, and I'm just like curious about like what first of all, the two two things is the typecasting. Yeah. Is that studios or is that audience opinion? Like we think that this guy his I own, don't think so. I think that I think that there's there's a certain amount of uh, of influence from the studios, from maybe directors, casting directors, whatever. Mm -hmm. That like, oh, I saw him do this, therefore that's what he does. Right? Could you imagine if if like Robin Williams had never done any of the more like uh, serious uh, roles, serious roles, or not even the serious ones, the the evil ones, right? Right? Like uh, one hour photo insomnia, insomnia. yeah, right. If they would have said, no, you're the funny guy, you're the, you know, you're the guy. But who they did, the, they did. That, that was the point. But they, but they gave him a chance. It's like how the, the best casting decisions are usually the ones where the audience are, are really, really pushing back against it. You know, like, uh, it's uh, what the studios think the name? audience will turn out to see. Daniel Craig as James Bond. Was so that's very, the thing. very, that's the thing. Did you, you heard the story about how uh, Barbara Broccoli discovered him? Yeah, I he was literally walking down, uh, walking down a corridor in a church, um, you know, in a hood and a church? cloak. Yeah, in in Elizabeth. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah, I've seen the right documentary. So that yeah, yeah. it was just she she connected with the with the way that he moved, which is funny because uh, because Terence Young, the director of Doctor No and From Russia with Love and uh, Thunderball, uh, also talks about that that Sean Connery moved like a panther, that mm. like the movement 
was very very important to them and if you watch it's the physicality that he yeah, definitely yeah. has you know in that first movie like you watch him and he is a he is a wrecking ball of a yeah. figure like you know right. he's you know even when and and what's really cool about it is that for the first i don't know if this is intentional mm-hmm. but in the first half of the movie i'm watching him and i'm going he's moving like a jacked up gorilla right right and then he puts on the suit yeah and he suddenly to... he moves more smoothly yeah, yeah. Like he, a, needs like to, he needs to sort of like develop agent. that yeah. that class because he's at the beginning he is more of a blunt instrument the word you used and m used was thug thug um but the but the thing that the thing that's interesting about craig's trajectory is that he wouldn't allow himself to be typecast yeah uh, so you look at things he like... He did a lot of different things. Yeah, he did a lot of different things at the time. Like, Flashbacks of a Fool was definitely not sort of a vanity project. Like, sort of, he's kind of laid bare. Mm-hmm. Definitely not a, a, a moral character. No. Whereas they I'm sure... They established that very, very early on. Right. Whereas I'm sure that, like, Pierce Brosnan definitely at the time uh, when he was Bond, it was very important to the producers that he play roles that didn't sort of... Ruin his Subvert charm. any of the any of the illusion of him being that character. Mm-hmm. He still needed to wear suits. He still needed to look suave he's still you know but you look at daniel craig's trajectory and it got movies like knives out and logan lucky and things I like that i am in car sir ray ted it's a donut hole <laughs> a hole of a donut y'all I, look i say i say what i say um, <laughs> It's a dumb movie. <laughs> yeah. On the subject of actors feeling a certain way about the characters that they play, look at Stanley Tucci in uh, The Lovely Bones. Lovely Bones, yeah. Uh, he had a real um, real issues with playing that character. Um, you know, he got out of it the other side, but he is an actor. And that's another thing is that, like, nowadays, it's obviously it's a very contentious subject. It's very controversial, and people are still talking about it, so I don't want to get too deeply into it, but there is still that that sort of pushback of actors playing characters who are not of the same nationality or of mm-hmm. the same race. Like yeah. you don't want to, you don't want somebody coming in and taking the work from the actors, but at the same time, acting is about playing something that you're not. Yeah. I mean, if you look at Willem Dafoe in, uh, in once upon a time in Mexico, I mean, I don't know why nobody's ever brought that up, but that is by today's standards, pretty bad. Yeah. I think that there are two sides to the debate, but at the same time, I think that actors should be able to play whatever whatever roles they are good well, at playing. I mean, there's a there's a there is a difference between you know Kiefer Sutherland playing a a, a a character from you know a Mexican descent, right? Right. Uh, to him playing a member of the KKK, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that that shift is like he is white and he has blonde hair, and there's something about him. The, in that movie when he's playing that role he he is very he's a very good actor i i think it, it's interesting that he just wasn't worried about it you know in speed you've got dennis hopper mm-hmm. and i don't know that i've ever seen him play a good guy easy rider maybe okay i've I don't never know. seen easy rider but, but like it, it's interesting like you the, see him in blue velvet and he's like 20 times more psychotic than he is in this <laughs> you know typecasting is a thing but i'm wondering Alfred Molina likes that little niche that he's carved out for himself, right? Of mm-hmm. of being in these secondary roles. Uh, he's quite happy with that. I'm wondering if there are actors who are happy and comfortable playing those sort of villain you roles. You remember that sketch? I think it was Dead Ringers, where they're, they're doing Alan Rickman 
It's like I'll get, I'll get you, you Harry Potter. <laughs> I'll get you Robin of Luxley. I'll get you John McClane. Alan Rickman plays the token baddie in Hollywood films. <laughs> Who can forget Alan's carefully honed performance in Die Hard? I'll get you John McClane. His unique interpretation of the Sheriff of Nottingham in Robin Hood. I'll get you Robin of <laughs> And of course, his towering performance in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. I'll get you Harry Potter. Also includes Alan Rickman confronting his agent the moment it dawned on him that he was now hopelessly typecast forever. I'll get you lousy agent. I think that Alan Rickman did quite a lot of sort of indie work. Yeah. Truly Magic, Truly Deeply, Magic Deep. things like that. That he was he was definitely, you know, an awfully big adventure as well. That he was playing characters that were not necessarily evil, um, and sometimes good. I mean, you know, love actually is debatable. But um It's not debatable. He's a scumbag. He's a scumbag. Um yeah, but he's not but like he's not a villain. He's, he's not, not mustache twirling. It's no, a different no, no. kind of character. It, he's um, not playing a villi- villain a villain? A he's villain. not playing a villain in not that. Not playing movie. a Vaudevillian. Vaudevillian. <laughs> A uh, Vepel Vuffel Vispel. But the thing is, I think that within the sort of mainstream Hollywood run of movies, he, he was always playing that sort of moustache twirling yeah. villain, like, you know, in uh, Sweeney Todd as well. Like, you know, it's, I think he enjoyed doing that. I, do, I mean, today, Mr. Todd. Yes, I think he enjoyed doing that. I have all of them here, pictures of them. Uh, yeah, so. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, well. That's not bad. Drop page! Warbucks, continue! Hello and welcome to an on-the-go episode of What's Our Seat Number in the Park. Uh, We are uh, Johnny and Simon Gross, and we are currently recording Johnny's thoughts on the latest movie news. Uh, which is uh, on his mind, and we're making sure our kids aren't dying uh, while we while we do this. But uh, Johnny, go on. What were you going to say? Go on. Yeah, have you heard about this whole Bradley Cooper thing? What? Okay, so there's a new movie coming out called uh, Maestro, which is about oh, is that the thing with the oh, sit back to back on the on the riverbank? Sit back to back on the riverbank. Well, they're, they're sort of sitting back to back. It's him and Carrie it's not, Mulligan not and fucking Merchant Ivory. What is, I mean, what is Merchant Ivory? British films. Okay, so Bradley Cooper's in a movie on the riverbank, and yeah, so there's a trailer for it, and in the trailer you can see that he is. Well, first of all, at a glance, he does kind of look like Leonard Bernstein, especially in the promo pictures. But there's a uh, there's like you see in the trailer that he's quite obviously wearing a prosthetic schnoz. Okay. And Leonard Bernstein was Jewish. Okay, so you're saying there was a scandal! He had a prominent schnoz. And so people are putting it out there that perhaps it's problematic and kind of like blackface Uh. to uh, don a schnoz to play a Jew if you're not a Jew. Also, the um, the lack of, of... What's going on over there? Are they crying or are they being cats? Go check, hang on. So, so they're being cats? Yeah, that, yeah, they're being cats. So there's an is- issue of the nose, but there's also an issue of the increasing number of non-Jews being cast as Jewish characters, like certain... Like, for example, Oppenheimer, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Also, Rachel Brosnahan playing Mrs. Are, are only Jews able to play Jews? So this is the argument. This is the argument. As a Jew yourself, do you feel offended? You have quite a prominence, you know? So do I. I've been referred to as Potato Nose, right. which is and, not and an untrue thing. And I, I went on, the, on that post, on one of the posts on the Empire Group, just to say that I am Jewish and I have a prominent schnoz, and okay. this doesn't offend me in the slightest. Look, there are, a few, there are a few things going on here. One is 
that actors are actors and they should be able to portray something that is not them. And I think the people like David Baddiel and, uh, and whoever else is complaining about this... If we really think about it, right, Jews are not happy unless they're complaining about something. You ask me how I am, yes. and I end up telling you everything bad that happened to me in my day. I yeah. don't say fine. Right. Like, I start right, right. telling you, oh, well, you know, I was with the kids, and then we oh, went to the supermarket, and there were so many like people shit. in the line, yeah, yeah. and it was really hot, and why can't they turn on the air conditioning in there? I mean, it doesn't cost them anything extra, really. Right. We're all paying taxes. Uh -huh. uh, you know, all that sort of thing. I don't really know what taxes has to do with, uh, with, with the air conditioning. Can you go and make sure they're still being cats and they're, they're not dying? They're, they're being cats. They're being cats. Okay, being wonderful, cats. wonderful, wonderful, so, wonderful. wonderful. Um, so that, that's one side of the argument is that the, they just want to complain. Yeah, and no, the the the, the, <laughs> the side of the argument that um, that casting uh, non-Jews as Jews isn't really taking away Jewish jobs because there are plenty of Jewish jobs in Hollywood. Um, and to be honest, like Al Pacino in Hunters, for example, is not Jewish, and he convinced me that he might go to a synagogue with our father. Right. So you know, I mean, it's, as long as it's convincing, I don't really care who's playing what. I think that the, it's you're opening up a can of worms if you're talking about minority casting because there are certain very sensitive areas where certain minorities are not getting jobs, therefore casting somebody like, for example, you wouldn't uh, you, you wouldn't want somebody to put on brown makeup and be you know Mexican or something like that. Right. Like that is very problematic. Um, I don't think the you're schnoz there is, is a, exactly there is a line, but the schnoz is not where we're drawing. I the line. I don't think so. I think that look. I mean, I don't think it's it's anything to do with anti-Semitism. I think it's, it's to do with the fact that he I, looked like that. He had a bigger right. nose, and yeah. they wanted to make Bradley Cooper look more like him. Right. I and think, in order to do that, he needed to have a bigger nose. Right. I think I, it's I as think, simple I, as that. I think it's very similar to uh, to Joseph Gordon-Levitt putting on a prosthetic nose for Looper. He was just trying to and look chin. more like and chin. He was just and trying blue, to look more eyes. like Bruce Are we supposed to get offended because he wasn't, you know, using his natural eye colour? Yeah. Um, so no, but what using. I'm, he what wasn't I'm saying is wearing? that wearing. Or oh, using. I, don't I mean, know. do we use our eye colour? They, it just is. Or it's do sort we of, wear it? I mean, you well, can't, it sort you of can't, hangs off our. It, it just sort of takes up space, it, doesn't it? Because it's part of your your eye. I mean, if you're wearing contacts, you're wearing an eye colour, I suppose. She looks exhausted, your daughter, I have to <laughs> right. say. She's fallen asleep at the top of the slide. Right, she's probably listening to us talk. Um, <laughs> the large schnoz, historically, has been used as a propaganda tool to humiliate or to sort of... Stereotype. Yeah, to stereotype, to... Uh, to sort of uh, demonize as well. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about like the blood libels. We're talking about the uh, the propaganda during the war. We're keep it light. Keep it light. Yeah. I mean, but 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 here the intent is just to make Bradley Cooper look more convincingly like Leonard Bernstein. Right. Uh, and I d I'll people, tell you where my line is. Yeah. My line is if somebody goes, you know, death to Jews and they should be back in camps and Hitler was right. Like yeah. that's that's where I'm drawing a line. Anything other than that, I'm really unless, okay unless with Unless they're it. denying that, uh, that the Holocaust happened, in which case. Well, that's also kind of a line for me. But I'm yeah. like, I'm like, I, I don't care about that so much because most of those people I don't know them and I don't really need to care what they think right and it doesn't affect me in any it's way also, also it's a rabbit hole because you could uh, you could spiral into sort of YouTube comments like I mean look I was watching um, uh, Gal Gadot uh, interview the last night yeah uh, the hot ones thing that's great yeah yeah um, and there's a there's a whole lot of interviews because she's promoting heart of stone which apparently is quite rubbish um, but that's beside the point and then you've got like death to israel and none of that kind of stuff really belongs in that forum wherever you look no matter what if there are jews or israelis or or whatever involved you're gonna have some somebody coming out of the woodwork is that 
one of ours. That is both of ours uh, blocking the slide and not letting a little girl go down. What was I saying? I'm very distracted. It's hard to be a parent and a podcaster at the same time. Right, right, right. So what I'm saying is that, yeah, you're going to find that kind of of vile bile. (laughs) Anywhere. Anywhere you want to look for it. Like, they're they're everywhere. So, I mean, in terms of actual anti-Semitism, there's no shortage. And this, to me, doesn't feel like that. It's not. It's just people looking for something to complain about. Look, the whole thing with the internet is that we're just so exposed to everybody's opinion all the time. Yeah. Like, they make things that are not even things into massive things. It's like, everything is an offence. Like, every tiny little thing. Like, if, you know, I was listening to Armchair Expert the other day. Dax Shepard and uh, Kristen Bell were talking about how, I don't know, they they told a story about a flight thing that went wrong. And everybody was like, oh, they're so entitled and oh, they're being so rude. And it's like, no, they're just telling a story. Why are you choosing to get offended by this? Like, Everybody, calm your titties, yes. please. Cool your britches. Uh, yeah, no, I just, I, yeah, I think that uh, the, it's, it's, there, there is definitely uh, something to talk about here, but at the same time, I think that um, in terms of anti-Semitism, I don't think it is that. I don't think there's and anything I don't think to talk that, about here, right? I think it's no, like the, I, the, the whole thing with like, you know, if it's for a role, it's for a role. If he's doing it because he's making fun of Jews, it's a different thing. Context yes. means something. Right, of course. I'm saying that the argument uh, about like sort of minority casting as well is like is multi-layered and there's a lot going on there and it's something that can't be sort of broken down into into sort of a, a black or a white answer. Anyway, yeah, Colder. so as you can hear, we're very distracted because our kids are on the slide and they're doing things, so... Well, uh, well they're just sort of like, you know, bullying the other kids in the park. We yeah. should go deal with that. Bye! What's our seat number? Bonus.